seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland uh, and play for Celtic. Hello and welcome to the Bynumit Celtic Podcast. My name is Lon Stonig and I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by my good, <laughs> by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Remy Sweet. Happy New Year, Remy! I watch one <laughs> every week, as I'm by the manager Celtic. I don't know what you're going to call it now. Actually, the, the, original, Phoenix, the original Phoenix podcast. The uh, I was getting slaughtered last night on the old Twitter machine because of uh, gl- calling us glory hunters and all that. So uh, just very quickly, as I said to one boy, quite po-faced, although I came across, but I wasn't po-faced, but just we were doing the podcast around, you know, well after, the, remember Ferns Farris, it was just absolute chaos and it got very, very, very toxic. And I just thought, you know what, what's the point in adding to the toxicity? If you can't see something nice, why bother saying anything at all? So we... Uh, we went underground for a bit of a, a bit of a while, but uh, glad to be back. Uh, not at all, Glory Hunters. Uh, well, maybe a wee bit. Uh, so good to have you back, Rem. What have you been up to? Uh, life's getting back to a bit of normality, so um, enjoying being back in the stadium. So um, you, you know, you don't get for a year and a half, and I've been three times in a week. Oh, have you? Uh, all right. Aye, we've been playing oh, the last three, well, last four games. I've been at home, but. I didn't make the cup for uh, Dundee, but you know, been in my own seat for the last three games and uh, back again on Saturday. And uh, exciting times. The uh, here before I'm going to ask you go back to the old format of you can tell me your day going to the game. But before we do that, our guest, uh, our good pal Francis, Francis Trainer, how you doing, pal? I'm good, Lauren. So I'm good, Ren. Good to talk to you guys again. I was just looking at signed into my Skype, and the last time I used it was the last time I was on. It might even have been the last pod on the 17th of December last year. <laughs> Who beat us that day? Actually, that was our cup final preview. Oh, was it? The oh. cup final preview pod. And if I, treble. Indeed. I didn't listen to it again. I, I thought I might listen to it today, but I thought, why put yourself through that? Because if I remember rightly, while we were all confident we would win the cup, <clears throat> and of course that turned out to be the case, um, it was other than that. It was quite downbeat from, from memory, it for was, obvious reasons. It was. Uh, we only just won the cup. Remember? Um, oh, I remember. Oh, I the uh, yeah. That was the the absolute nadir of uh, of the Lennon. Chifty left years ago. Aye, very good. Yeah. So anyway, we're back. It's uh, I don't know what today's date. Uh, August the twenty seventh or something like that. Anyway, uh, Remy, you were at the game last night. 19. Oh, is it the, is it the nineteenth? 19th today. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Remy, you were at the game last night. Talk me through it. What did you do? Uh, did you go to the pub beforehand? What, what, what happened? No, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It was uh, it was very boring. I just I get, left my house. I got the train to the ground. I went at the game and I came home. Is that right? <laughs> uh-huh. what, why is that? So, what? so that's just fucked your wee uh, <laughs> down memory lane trip. But I'm more interested, Lawrence, before we get to the game, I want you to give us your view and all the new signings because I, I think you could be like a sort of stunt Packy Bonner here with some of these pronunciations. The, uh, well, we've only signed. Who have we signed? Well, we've signed. Yeah, we've got, uh, right, okay. I'll do the easy ones, right? There's Joe Hart. You can do... <laughs> Joe Hart. There you go. Right. James McCarthy. Oh, I can manage that one. James McCarthy, yep. Liam Shaw. Uh, Liam Shaw, I've got that one. Oh, no, I'm not right. right. Now, 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 now you can get into the interesting ones. Well, all right, I'll give you Carl Starfelt, but uh, what about the, what about the, the other boy we signed from Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah. What's your taking him? I actually I saw him in a pre-season. I think it might have been Bristol City. Was it Bristol City? He looked terrible. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Liam Shaw came with a big, you know, he's going to you're going to love him. I think the quote was from somebody involved in the old regime. I, I, we haven't seen him. Has he been injured or is he just rubbish? I, I just don't think he's good enough to get a game. Um, the, no, I'm not going to have a go at the other boy. Sorry. What, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. It's Urigidi. But we've got rumoured three signings tomorrow. Um, um, the, the Greek guy, as you're going to call him, could be a belter <laughs> for you. You haven't even asked him to pronounce our manager's name. Oh, oh that's a... 
Big Ange, you'll stick Big Ange. Big Ange, the Ange boy. No, Ange Postacoglu. Is that right? That's right. Oh, oh, well, that's I've, heard, I've heard it. I've actually started listening to... Uh, Started listening to Super Scoreboard a, a little bit again, just because it's quite uh, it's quite funny listening to the uh, to the Huns mo- moaning. It's, uh, I kind of you know I kind of miss that, you know. Uh, Anne's Postacoglu. Uh, actually, we'll start there, Francis. Uh, Big Ange, we haven't spoken to you about Big Ange. Uh, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts on him coming in? And then what have your what's your thoughts on his uh, in his first couple of months or first six weeks or whatever it is? Um, so, I remembered him from his time as Australian manager without really knowing much about him, except that that Australian team were reasonably good. They, they kind of built the team around, even at his um, in advancing ages, Tim... Oh, God, his name, name's just gone out of my head. What was he called? Tim... Uh, Cahill. For Everton. Tim Cahill, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they were quite... They were quite effective, that Australian team. So I didn't know anything really about his club managerial career. The whole manager thing was a shambles, wasn't it? I had I had pinned my hopes on Eddie Howe, and then it just seemed that the very much a very Celtic thing for that to collapse as it did. Um, but any any manager came in, I was all in, and you know you, you go all in quite quickly, don't you? The only manager I can think of in my stay in the last you know, twenty years that I haven't been all in and um, was. Uh, Tony Mowbray, because yep. I thought from the start that that would be a disaster. Yeah. So, yeah, always prepared to give a manager the benefit of the doubt, and uh, yeah, it was shambolic uh, getting out to Mitchell, and not really a surprise when you play Beaton at centre-half. I think that's five managers in a row have done that in qualifiers, and we haven't got through a single one, so... Um, but the turnaround, not so much the turnaround, but the, the change, the way that the team are playing... I mean, it's it's fantastic, you know. The terrible defensively, really, there's a lot of work to be done there. But that high tempo attacking the press all over the park, it is great to watch. And honestly, after the dirge and the the terrible uh, nothingness, really, of, of our style of play for the last certainly season and a half. It's lovely to see a Celtic team who play with a discernible style, with a bit of panache, with a bit of swagger. So, yeah, very, very early days. I would love love it. He seems to have an eye for a player. He seems to have done a, kind of a typical, what we like in a manager, what we like to under Martin O'Neill, what we like to Brendan Rodgers. He takes a player who's already there and he gives him a bit of confidence and changes the style to accommodate him. I know we'll go on to talk about it, but Tom Rogic being the the uh, example of that. Um, so yes, very early days. Um, quietly enjoying it, um, but yeah, so there's a long way to go. But I, I like I like the cut of his job. I like the way he talks. He's plain plain speaking, typical Australian. There we go. I'm I'm I'm, I'm doing all that stereotyping, but he is. He's just. I think what you see is what you get, and that's quite refreshing. The uh, Rem, the, his tone is quite. Uh, you saw that from the very first day, wasn't it? The you know he had the, the two press conferences. He had the one uh, with the fan media, and he had the one with the press. He was pretty brusque. Funny media. <laughs> funny media. Funny media. He was. Uh, he was. Yeah. He's. I mean, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. I would probably say. Um, he's been. He's been. Imp- he's been quite impressive with his day. Uh, dismissal of stupid questions which I, I do enjoy um, I have to I mean I have to fess up I was not in favour of his appointment um, I thought he was a bit of a bottom of the barrel uh, lastminute.com with uh, no real track record to to back up coming to a club like ours um, so I have always believed he was a, a gamble and he you know, to go from Eddie Howe to him in a day was a a real mysterious jump. So I I wasn't convinced he was the right man for the job. Um, so far, I mean, going out of Midland, we should have got through that game. Um, regardless of Beaton getting sent off, we should have won both those games. We didn't win any. Losing at Hearts was not a good evening. But since then, he has uh, steadied it. And, and last night was uh, the best result he's had so far um, because 
AZ Altmar were half decent. And uh, we played we played well and every game I've been to has been uh, relentlessly entertaining. Um, at both ends, it has to be said. Um, so he's got a philosophy and it's attack, attack, attack. And there are some glaring deficiencies, which, you know, to be fair to him, he has several times said he wants players. Um, and it's not down to him that they're not here. Um so if we've gone gone all in in this manager, we need to back him. Well, to, we'll come on to the game. There's too many games to go through, you know, blow by blow. So we'll just stick to last night's game. But before we get there, a bunch of new signs. You're talking about backing the manager. Goodness me, it's a, a every you know every couple of days we seem to be bringing another player, and none of these boys are cheap. We haven't, we haven't signed a player for two weeks. Oh, well, yeah, but we're about to sign, according to our man in the know, you know who, uh, Mr. Blowhard, we're signing about seven players tomorrow. Uh, let well, me just go, well. Four, four was the number, right? And and we know, th- we know the names of three of them. But we went into another European tie without any of the positions addressed. So even if we sign a right back tomorrow, when it's actually really a left back should be priority, the guy's not eligible to play. In fact, he's actually playing for his team just now, which is a bit worrying if he gets injured. Is that but, that is that that's uh, he's playing tonight? Uh, Liège Warsaw are playing. That's uh, is it Josip Juranovic? Is that that's pretty close, isn't it? Well, so it's all right. That was, right. Uh, that was like listening to an yes. episode. Smiley's Smiley's people there. Just call but, me. Um, um, just call me Derek Ray. There you go. I'm the uh, <laughs> I'm the Celtic <laughs> FC Derek Ray. I. So he's a, I believe. I cannot wait till we get to the striker. All oh, right. But, um, <laughs> we should, we should have had the defender in before the Euro tie. You know, we're going to Ibrox in ten days with a fairly scary back four because there'll be nobody else, there'll be nobody fit or available to play by the time we get there. Um... So we've risked, we're risking a lot of the season by not addressing some key positions. The, uh, and that's not the manager's fault. In, in fairness to Don Mackay, he, I mean, he's got quite a lot on his plate. I mean, he was left. I guess we should mention this before we move on, Francis. Yeah. I mean, what a dog's breakfast Don Mackay was left. I mean, no offence, uh, Peter Lowell, but it's, uh, you know... Uh, what it's do like, you expect for a million? Come on, you've um, been very harsh on him. Well, uh, but it's, you know, you buy a new house and you, oh, we've left you the fridge and you open the fridge and it's full of maggots. I mean, it was an, it's been an absolute shocker. So, in fairness to Don Mackay, he's had, uh, he's had a lot on his plate. And another credit to Don Mackay, he hasn't really said. I mean, you can, you know, you might read between the lines when he talks about great modernisation. Well, hang on a second, what does that say about what he's been handed if he's desperate and all he wants to talk about is modernising it? So, I guess that's his way of saying what a dog's breakfast I was left. Uh, I, I think he's done a pretty good job, uh, Francis. Uh, j- just some signings, Francis. Let's go through them. Uh, well, start at eleven last night. There were there was one, two, three, four, four new signings last night. Starfield. Uh, uh, where did we get him from again? I can't even remember. Oh, it was um, Ruben. What's that? What's that team? Ruben Kazan. Ruben Kazan. Four million. I, I'm not. A, a, I'm not uh, immediately impressed. Uh, what do you think? Well, no, he's, he's, he looks very shaky. He certainly did last night. He did at the weekend. Um, he, I think perhaps concentration levels are not there. Hopefully when the manager has time to work with him, that, that, that'll improve. He definitely did improve as the game went on last night, but he, he does look a worry. Um, he probably, it says something that, the best defender and it was the 21 year old is is Stephen Wells 21 20 21 he he looked steady as a rock he looked the, the experienced defender last night and much more so than Starfield so uh, you don't want your right players off right away because we are we are the kings of doing that aren't we that they make a mistake once and there never seems to be any going back for them but the the penalty he gave away on Sunday was pretty poor and and um he get caught out within five minutes last night he get turned by the guy he got caught out in the second half yeah a bit a bit of work to be done he probably would not have been flung in if we had as Remy said if we'd ha- had um 
got defenders in earlier. If we, if Christopher Julian was anywhere near fitness, I don't know what's happening with him. Um, if if he is anywhere near fitness, uh, so it's a concern. But um, it would worry me that yeah, that you go into the game at Ibrox with that back five. The um the my thing about Starfelt Raymond is uh, he's just not physically imposing. He doesn't look physically imposing enough. He's not a he's not a Mialbi. He's not a man mountain. Uh, I, I, that's what I that's what I thought we were signing because the the kind of pre signing publicity was this is a real you know this is a boy who'll rip your head off. I mean he just doesn't look physically big. No, uh, when we were watching him last night, we actually the player he reminded us of was. Uh, um, I hope you're sitting down, Francis. Uh, Tony Mowbray. Oh. He's got that. He's got that awkward gait about him, mm-hmm. um, and he hasn't. Uh, uh, Francis is spot on. It's way too early to write him off. Um, he they switched him from left centre half to right centre half last night to try and help him, and he was better last night. But he still had a couple of howlers, especially mm-hmm. early on. Uh, as Francis said, turned and again, you know, you you look right. Away, he maybe could have given away a penalty. Um, he should have given away a penalty in the last European game. So he's a bit clumsy and accident prone in the penalty area. Uh, so he needs to settle down and improve quickly. Um, but too early to write him off. Different culture, different type of football. Um, and here's hoping he comes good, but he will have to come good soon because we've got we've got two massive games next week. The uh, and not not especially quick, I don't think. Well, uh, I think it's a, if you're playing against Morelos, uh, all he wants to apart from fall over, he just wants to roll you. And Starfelt is is easily turned, and once he's turned, he's no catching you. Um, anyway, just quickly through the other settings, uh, Abada. Uh, I, I can't believe you missed the goalkeeper. Oh, right, well, yeah, very quickly. Joe Hart, he had a great game last night. Uh, I guess we'll come on to that, but uh, I'm guessing you're not... Well, we don't have a resident uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper expert on uh, t- this evening, Rem, so you, you'll have to f- uh, you'll have to fill in for him. Joe Hart, not fan, not fan. Did well last night. A leader um, and an organiser. And he, he's got this uh, it's a really weird habit that I've not seen for about a year and a half. He actually saves shots. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a, the stats boys. Improvement. Uh, if you look at the stats boys, his uh, shot saving is not uh, the highest quality, or is it? You know, he doesn't. Well, it seemed to be alright last night. He doesn't save shots low. He's left. Um, I'm told, and last night he saved a shot low. He's left and tipped it away out to the side. Um, so there was nobody. Nobody could follow in and score. Um, great save in the first. Five minutes with off the, the uh, when he booted it onto the post. I mean, okay, he got a bit lucky, but it was a great save. And uh, dealt with crosses, organises the back four, gives him a shuriken when he need it, praises him when he need it. Um, near the end last night, when uh, Ralston and the amazing thing, we, we probably couldn't afford to buy Anthony Ralston the way he's playing the now. <laughs> um, he he um, when he was down getting when he was down injured. Hart ran over to Postacoglu, spoke to him, and then came back on and did a mini huddle with two or three of the players. And they changed the way they played for the last five minutes. We went along to Eddie, who held yeah. it in and brought the players into it. So he sees things on the pitch. He talks to the manager. He talks to the players. So, so far, he has been a, a massive success. Um, I, I agree. And I wasn't a fan of him in, in England, though. Typical of the English media that they hype up every goalie, and you know, and I, I just never thought he was anywhere near as good as as the hype said. But he does what it says in the tin. He's making saves, and that um, almost security behind the, those players last night um, has been missing. We haven't had that. We've had a very shaky time with goalies over the last year, ever since For, uh, Forster went back, um, and it he looks. He looks happy, which I think you know, a goalie at his age, 34, he could easily have five or six more seasons in him. And Joe Hart has had a difficult few years of not being first choice and you know bouncing around various teams. And I think he really last night looked 
happy, looked comfortable. And so, yeah, a little bit, it gets a little bit of luck. We really get that in European ties, so bring it on. The uh, other two, uh, Abada, I'll just quickly deal with him. I think he looks a decent player. He's a do-do-do-hand player, Rem, so you won't be a huge fan. But anyway, uh, looks he decent. Looks like, uh, so far, he looks like one of the best ones he's given us. Uh, yeah. He's rapid and he's a good finisher. Um, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of potential. Um, and, you know, I think we can, he can, I, I don't think he's a starter yet. Um, I, I know people, Forrest is better than him. I think um, Forrest is still getting up to speed. But, and for, but Forrest is not as good on the left-hand side. So, you know, at least you've got cover on the right. Um we're a wee bit weak on the left still, but uh, Abada has started very, very well so far, and he can cross a ball. Uh, ran out of steam last night because he's just back for injury, but he uh, he looks as if he's got real good potential. Yeah, a couple of things about him. I think, uh, well, one, he's only 19 years old. Uh, I think he shows masses of potential. I think we're pretty lucky to get him. Another thing is it just, not that Forrest needs much in the way of motivation, but I think he's a good professional Good experienced professional, but you know keeps him on his toes. Uh, I think it's noticeable yep. he's played really, really well since he came back, uh, and will get better because um, you know he's been out. He was out for a long time, so uh, so I like Abada from that perspective. Francis, we're going to give you the uh, the big star billing. Uh, I, there's so many. I think there's so many instructor things about uh, Furuhashi's uh, signing a Kyogo, <laughs> right? Made a complete yeah. Oh well. Anyway, uh, but anyway, in terms of uh, as a player, um, six six goals in six games. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. So I'm uh, unlike Remy. I have not yet seen him in the flesh, but my God, he is excited to watch. Even just in the telly, you see his his energy, his movement, uh, his enthusiasm. Oh my God, it's it's amazing. I think that that's why we all feel. Even us jaded trio feel excited when you see a player like that because he has galvanised our front line. He's galvanised the attacking midfielders, um, and oh, he's he's that finish last night was tremendous. I mean, it was a great goal. Um, the, the the third goal he scored against Dundee was and um, it's a slide rule pass. It was a beautiful pass. You could watch that all day long, but he finished. He looks an absolute fine. He looks a steal at four and a half million quid. Talk about hitting the ground running. We worry all the time, don't we? Oh, a player coming from another culture and another style of football. How will they settle? He just basically, I'm, a, I'm play football. I want to score goals, and here I am. And oh, it's it's lovely, lovely to watch. The uh, it certainly is. Uh, you were there last night, Rem. Or you've been the last three games, so you'll have seen him in the flesh. But. What's, what's amazing to me is that he was just sitting there in Japanese football and obviously uh, Anne just come in and said, whatever you do, go and sign that boy. Uh, well, we don't have any scouting reports. Well, just go and sign him. He's, he's a proper player. It's amazing to me that there's this market. We've clearly never even looked at it, but, well, certainly not since, uh, since back in the day. Uh, and there he is, this absolute jewel, is, is just sitting there for four, four million Four million quid, as Francis says, it's uh, it's it's amazing. It's brilliant. Love him. Great signing. But it's also kind of depressing that we might not. Well, there's no chance we would have spotted him before, and we would have never got him if it hadn't been for Ange coming in. Cover. Correct. I mean, I think the great thing. I mean, Francis is hit the nail on the head there. I mean, she's busting to get to Parkhead to see him play. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. You know, and, and that's we haven't had a player like that for a for a long time. Um, and to me, he's a guy that will put bums on seats, but he'll get your bum off the seat when he gets the ball because his movement is unbelievable. He, he just never stands still. Um, the problem we have just now still with some players is that they don't see him go. They're probably that used to play static centre-forwards. They don't see him move. So by the time they look up and go to play the ball, he's run offside, so they can't give him it. But once they get used to that, this guy will score an absolute barrel load. He's just, his movement is amazing. And the thing is, he's frightened of nothing. It's like Hart's booted him all over the pitch and he just came back for more. They try to wind him up. He'll kick him off the ball, hope he would retaliate and they would mm -hmm. fall over and try and get him sent off. He's not going to do it. 
he's and he just winds them up and just see the way he's celebrating goals and assists and he's absolutely yeah. loving it and the, the crowd the crowd love him. I mean he is he's he's gone way beyond cult hero already. He he looks as if he's going to be a phenomenal player for us. The uh and a million quid less than a Yeti. And you're just you're talking about static centre forwards. Uh, oh, he, he, ran, he ran more last night than a Yeti's done in over a season. Yeah, we don't we don't actually have the stats in front of us because we, we you know we're too fucking lazy. <laughs> well, check, check, we can check that, but I'm pretty sure I'll be right. The uh, again quite depressing. I mean, how can you be depressed about a signing such as that? But it is a as a as a footnote, as a side note. It's a depressing that there's no chance we would have even. Uh, would even looked at him, or even possibly even knew about him. Um, so great spot by uh, Ange, uh, another uh, uh, string to his bow. Well done. Uh, actually, Rem, you in the ground. You're talking about um, you're talking about Kyogre's movement. Uh, uh, is it because you can't see it? Obviously, in TV, they don't. You know, they don't have that full pitch view. Uh, is it is it something to behold? Constant, you were saying. Honestly, it's he never stops. Um. Um, and if we're, do, if we're doing a podcast next week, now that you're sort of come back to the land of the living and uh, you're no longer a professional caddy, you could, um, <laughs> you know, when we get to talk about what he might do to Rangers and the gaps in their defence, honestly, the, the the movement this guy has is just, it's unbelievable. Um, he just, and it's the quickness and the speed of thought. It's like the one he, he missed last week against Hearts when uh, I think it was Tumble, oh. when Tumble, the shot. He was the only guy that saw that ball was coming through. Mm-hmm. That that is it's the movement, the way he reads the mo- the the ball. And t- Roger is starting to find his Roger's radars looking as if it's working again. As is Turnbull's over the last couple of games. Once we start finding him quicker, he's going to tear some teams apart. The uh, we'll come on to the game because that'll allow us to talk about the performance of all the other players. Uh, so the game last night. Uh, Celtic 2 AZ Alkmaar no first leg uh, Europa League playoffs uh, Celtic starting lineup was uh, I'm just calling up here Hart Rolson Starfelt Welsh Taylor Roger McGregor Turnbull Abada Furuhashi and Forrest a 4-3-3 I guess was it a 4-3-3 Francis does it look like a 4-3-3 to you it did to me I think I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, quite, quite, quite fluid. That looked like that. Um, yeah, quite fluid. Certainly, uh, Roger seemed to be all over the place. Uh, I mean, where to start? Uh, we scored after a great goal for Hashi after eleven minutes, and then we'll give the goal. I mean, it wasn't Forrest goal after sixty-one, um, but, but Forrest shot deflected. I I thought it was coming. I see the uh, is it Pascal Janssen, the the Alkmaar manager saying the tie isn't over yet. I I guess what do you think, Francis? Two 0 is the tie over? No, I know. <laughs> no, have you seen us play away in Europe? <laughs> um, no, it's definitely not. But I, if you offered us two 0 before the game last night, I think we would all have bitten your hand off, especially after the the uh, Mitchelland uh, debacle. The I just want to say this because I've seen the little clip today all over Twitter and it's it's a slow-mo of Tom Rogic when he flicks the ball over the guy's head on the build-up to the goal and then it comes down and he, he just cushions the ball with his left foot. I don't even know if you're using the word cushion. I, I, it's like a feather touch <laughs> when he just takes the ball and then the same move then turns away from the, the guy to, to get the cross in. And I, I just like the... Um, Christie's pass for uh, Kyogo a couple of weeks ago. It's one of those things of beauty in football that you could just watch over and over again. No, the tie's not over. Um, but they looked quite blunt last night, for, for want of a better word. They had some zinging passes from defence into midfield, and at times, you know, especially that period in the um, at the second half, just before, um, just before uh, Forrest actually scored. And when we are struggling to get the ball off them, and they they looked they looked very very good, but they missed a couple of absolute sitters. Um, you know, there was, there was one where the boy just seaboed it over the bar. I mean, yep. it, it was easier to score, and 
a couple of wild shots that were just over the bar as well. So I know it's only their second game, a competitive game of the season, and they'll have another one this weekend and they'll be a bit more up to speed. However, we'll have a game this weekend and we're starting to get a little bit of rhythm, momentum. Um, I would, yeah, I would expect probably we will... We might even lose the tie next week, but go through because I think we'll score. We look like we score, could score in every game, and um, as you say, it's exciting to watch. You feel that you've, you know, in in a way that last last year was, it was purgatory. It was it was torture tuning into a Celtic game. Um, this year, even if you think you were going to lose, you're going to have you're going to quite enjoy yourself along the way. The uh, I was thinking last night. Uh, I mean, they're a good side, uh, Rem, obviously, but I, maybe we are just better. I was com- in my mind. I was comparing last night's game to the Leipzig game. I think we beat them two one. Remember, they, uh, but that I think last yeah. night's last night game was a different kind of victory. It was actually we just well, against Leipzig we were kind of hanging on and we and we snuck it. You know, it was a great performance that night, but we kind of snuck it against a team that was clearly better than we were, who just obviously turned up in Glasgow and thought, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just push this this lot to one side. We're better than them." And lo and behold, uh, on the night we beat them. But last night, I just thought we were better, and I thought it was a real, very illustrative of uh, of Angie's style of play. I mean, looking at we talked about the new signs, but the players that we had. Francis has brought up Roger. The players that we have look like different kind of players. They look as if, you know, somebody said to them, sat them down and said, listen, uh, Tom, uh, listen, David, listen, Callum, you're really, really good players. So instead of playing a safe pass, you know, a, a sideways pass, you can actually break the lines. You're a, your first touch is phenomenal, Callum. Take your first touch and then try and make a decisive pass. And and all the players look like that. And I mean that's and last night embodied, you know, the the difference in confidence, the a, a seeming realization amongst the players that hey, hang on, I'm I'm a pretty good player, uh, and, and I'm going to show it. You know, and I've got a manager who's you know won't be screaming and shouting abuse at me if, if I if I make a mistake. And guess what? Uh, you know, Callum McGregor or or Tom Rogic, uh you know, discovered that actually they don't make that many mistakes. Uh, and and if you if you do, your teammates are there to pick you up. Uh, again, I thought it was a. I mean, do you think that's a, a, a that's a pretty fair assessment, isn't it? Yeah, I would, I would say it is. I mean, you apart from one, uh, I, I'm going to make one exception to that, uh, as you knew I would. Um, and if you're related to Greg Taylor, switch off now. <laughs> Uh, again. The, the boy is hopeless. Oh, he's not. Um, Stop. He is hopeless. He cannot pass up. He, he gave the ball away more than any Celtic player last night. His crossing is atrocious. He's caught out of position all the time. You look at the improvement in Anthony Rolston from the start of the season yeah. to now. Yeah. Anthony Rolston was the uh, ev- first couple of games, every single. There wasn't a Celtic fan I knew didn't want Ralston replaced and out of the team but we realised that he was all we had we've got no other right backs right? which is one of the reasons why we're obviously buying another right back Ralston now totally merits his place in the team he was he was absolutely superb last night his clearance near the end when he slid in to beat the guy from the ball at the back post was tremendous defending, if that had been Chiellini or something like that, people would have been you know, praising it to the heavens it was, it was great defending Welsh has come on a ton. He's actually a far better passer of the ball, far more comfortable in possession, winning headers that he never used to do. I'm afraid Taylor will not do. Yeah. He will not do, and we've got to get... I know we're buying a right-back. That gives us two right-backs. We need to get another left-back in who is competent in possession, demands the ball, and is willing to pass it to somebody in the same colour of strip as him. Because Greg Taylor cannot do that. The uh, here's a bit of a bit of gossip uh, from my long trip round Scotland carrying golf bags for the wee man. <laughs> the uh, we ran into a boy who was actually good mates with Taylor and uh, played golf with them. Uh, and apparently Taylor was complaining that Lennon used to shout at them, shout at the fullbacks if they tried to take players on. Uh, so remember we used to go on about Taylor would never beat anybody, never take anybody on. Well, apparently that's because he, he wasn't supposed to. Uh, but here he's now he's supposed to. And apparently he still can't do it. A couple of times he got. 
never could do it. And, and the problem is, even if he gets free, he can't get a, he can't get across in the air. He always hits he always hits the defender in front of him's legs. He, he, he never he, he, and if he does get it in the air, he blitters it out for a shy on the other side of the pitch. He, he, I mean, he's a it's, he's a key player in the formation we play. And I'm sorry, I, I've 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 wanted him to succeed. But I've seen too much of him now to know he will never succeed because he's no good enough to play for Celtic. What, what was worrying to me looking at it last night was defensively he looked a bit of a weakness, to be honest. A couple of times he was really caught out. And he's, he's pretty going good. Targeted every game. He's yeah. going to get targeted every game. Yeah. Go on, Francis. Sorry, I was going to say, I, 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 I agree. He I, I, I does look the absolute weak link. Um, You forget he's... He's actually he's really small. He's too yes. small. He's too, he's too small. Too small. And uh, you're right. We be, they targeted us last night. They're attacking Oaken down that that side last night. Um, uh, he, he he looks nervy. There were a couple of times last night when it, it it seemed the easiest thing to do was to make a simple pass, and he he rushes into things. He doesn't look he doesn't look confident. So perhaps you know whatever magic the manager is managing to work on other players is not quite working for him but the style of play that Ange wants to play our full backs need to be powerful and they need to be uh, they need they need to get up down the, the, the wing and they also need to be able to defend and what you've got from Taylor is neither one nor one thing nor the other he's not a good enough in attack can't cross a ball won't take a man on uh, and he's too small uh, defensively um, and so it, yeah, I, I, like Remy, I wanted him to succeed, but I, I don't think he's got it, and that that now has becomes God, left back for years. Everything's fine with Kieran Tierney, and for years before that, we didn't have a left back. Then you Kieran Tierney, and everything's great, and now we're back to that. It's a problem position, and we definitely need to address it. I hope the manager is looking to address it because obviously bowling goalie is completely bombed out for obvious reasons, and you know so. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. It's a bit of a worry. The, uh, and the great fullbacks, part of their defensive prowess rests on their attacking prowess. You, you know, if you can play more on on your your opposition right back, or you know, you can or put your right winger, you can push them back into their own half. You're, you know, if you're presenting an attacking threat, then that's you you, you have to defend less. Taylor does not in any way present an attacking threat. Even in, look at Ralston. Ralston has been a bit of an attacking threat over the last few weeks, uh, and and that helps. I say, Rem, if you remember when Brendan Rodgers came in, he was very high on on Ralston. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, I think we had a few contacts in and around the club at that time. We don't have any more, but you know, they were very high on Ralston. They thought, you know, physically quite imposing, tough guy, clearly. Uh, and and good athletically, uh, and then he sort of lost his way. Went on that loan to Dundee United, where he looked absolutely atrocious. But it's come back, and yep. that whatever Ange has told him is, seems to be working. He's he's been fantastic, and it's kind of weird to me that we're signing this uh, Juranovic character. I'm sure he's a great, but he's right back when we should be. He's just, should... Scored, a, he's just scored a belt and goal for Leeds of Warsaw. Oh, there you go. Um, so that'll put it fifty grand or a five hundred grand I mean, on his fee. Rolston get a, a five hundred uh, five year contract. When when uh, uh, Rogers was the manager, I remember and he stuck him out against mm-hmm. Neymar, which was uh, yeah, that probably was... not his best decision. Um, I, I mean, uh, yeah, Rogers did, was he... Neymar for diving. That that was about his only contribution to the game. I think but, he wound uh, Neymar up quite nicely that at the end of that game. Neymar was raging at him, if I remember rightly, which is the only positive thing uh, that well, he managed to do in the whole game. Exactly. I'm... I mean, Rolson totally lost his way at the start of the. Start of the season, he, he looked terrible. I mean, there's, there's no that you can't sugarcoat it. He looked awful, but he's trying to. He's also trying to play a different style of football to what he's ever played before. Like you were saying earlier, we, we, for years, probably since the second year of Rogers, we've played a lot of sideways football at a very slow pace, mm-hmm. and now it's all one and two touch, quick tempo, try and get the ball forward much quicker. And I don't mean in it by that I mean I mean passing it into feet or you know take angles with the runners and all that sort of stuff and the inverted fullbacks you've got to, fullbacks have got to come inside and you know make space for the wingers outside so the fullbacks underlap so that's all new for a lot of them 
and Ralston has patently adapted to it, and Taylor hasn't. Yeah. So Ralston now looks at this point like a half decent player. Now I think Ralston's going to be the backup right back. Based on what you've seen in the last few games, you'd say, I don't mind him coming in and playing against Hearts or Dundee or St Myrna or whoever, if, as long as the other guy's better. I wonder if... Right, um, right now, Taylor is playing every week because there's no competition for him. Yeah, I wonder if they might try Rawson at left-back. I don't know. I, I know he's I know he's right-footed. But um, anyway, we, we will see. The uh, a solution. Yeah. Buy a left back. Buy a left Buy back. A left back. <laughs> e- easier, easier said than done. The um, so other the last two we it's obvious, but we should go and buy a left back. Uh, other notable features of the recent games certainly was evident last night. Is that we look like a seventy-minute team, uh, understandably yeah. so given the uh, given the pace uh, that we play at. Uh, and just talking about it after the game, talking about I think he was asked about the signing of Djuranovic and he, uh, you know, what does that mean for Ralston? He basically start, started talking about a squad uh, and referenced the, the way that we play, high tempo. Uh, you're going to have to be extremely fit, uh, and it's a long season. You don't want to burn players out, um, so a big squad required. Certainly, left backs a position that we need to we need cover for. Um, 70-minute team, Francis, you take that over a 90-minute dullards. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I mean. Our problem is, um, it's not really a problem, not right now, but both Logic and Turnbull can't last. Yes. So the full game, and they are, um, uh, you know, they're the the fulcrum in the the midfield. There they are. They're the two um, attacking you know they're the ones who who getting the ball forward the most and playing the passes etc which is fantastic but neither one of them can last um the, the full game Roger has he just played three games in a week and and I mean that's un, always unheard of so he's not going to do that so that that's and we would not go into for example I don't think next um Thursday when we go away to Altmar that 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 same midfield will play. Surely McCarthy or Soro would be in there rather than, you know, Turnbull and and um, and, 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 and Roger yeah. because we need to be more cautious and and whatever. Same again, same at Ibrox. More likely that we would go with a slightly more defensive midfield because that, for all the amazing attacking play that was coming from that midfield last night, they got bypassed several times. I said it was down to Altmar being pretty blunt. Uh, an attack. Um, I don't think we would expect the Huns to be quite so blunt in attack if if, if they were going to be given the freedom of the pitch like that. So um, there's there's lots of things to be taken into consideration. Again, the fitness will come. The, you know, the 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 stamina will come. That's we were sl- how sluggish were we last year? That's the word. One of the one of the words you could use for it. We were sluggish, and it's much the same squad. You know, so you're asking them to up their tempo and to uh, to really um, uh, become because of the press. The press demands so much of them. So you're asking that the physical demands are, are and the mental demands are huge. And they didn't have that last year. Whether it was not requ- not being asked of them last year or whether they just weren't able to do it this year, they have to do it, and that's it's a big challenge. The um... Yeah, no, you're right. By the way, Francis, well, you and I are on here. We, we can tell a footballer when we see one, obviously. Callum <laughs> McGregor, who I don't think Remy rated. I think he was, he cussed her pie McGregor a few years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't mind admitting that. When I didn't see anything in him when he was 20, 21. The, uh, obviously, he's matured, far better player. But I, mean, I, I get slated for saying he was absolutely abysmal last year. And he was. He, was, uh, he, 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 was, he wasn't just... You know, it wasn't just uh, Scott Brown. It was terrible. Or, or Ryan Christie, Callum McGregor was terrible last year, but he has upped his levels so far this season mm-hmm. massively. Uh, great player, uh, great player. Always was a great player. Uh, those of us who can spot a player said that years ago. While well, you were still slating him, Ren, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. The uh, I remember you cut. I remember when I met you, you were cutting about in your Mumbagura is God T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Uh, who was the boy that scored against Liverpool in that friendly at Dublin? Who was the boy? Fo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was 
was just thinking of him when you said Mo Bangura, and I thought, remember that big other guy? He's uh, like he scored one goal. That was a worldie, by the way, an absolute worldie. AFB, AFB, as he was known. Um, he was, oh, gee, Danny McGrain was coaching him at half time. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, how bad, how bad is this guy? Danny McGrain coaching. That's true. Danny McGrain was, well, we, we all, I mean, we're all of an age that we saw that. Danny McGrain was the best fullback in the world for years. Yeah. And no. the one thing everybody knew about Danny McGrain was. Can he score a goal? <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh... Um, um, anyway, right. Can I, can I, Go can on. I, can I, ju- I just want to make a point because I, I know we're not dwelling on last year, we're not dwelling on the, the new regime and whatever, but I, I, I did just want to say when you're talking there about Bangura and Baldi, um, the, the amount of duffers that have passed through our, our ranks in, <laughs> in you know, 10, 15 years, uh, you know, we've, we've lost count of them. I, I hope that with the change of you can't even call it, it's not regime change because we've still got the same ownership structure and all of that and the, the probably the same corporate ambitions. However, having somebody new bringing a fresh eye as Don McKay is doing and, and talking about restructuring the football operations, whether bringing in Gordon Strachan to, to oh. advise on that is, is wise is another question altogether. But to, to have somebody else taking a fresh eye at things and looking at it and going, why are we wasting money? You know, we we talked about it for years. That, oh, a million and a half here, two million there on. Can't even call them projects because a lot of these guys barely barely played it. What? Who was the guy? He's only just gone. He was a. a bio. Was it bio? So many of them. Oh, there's so many. Bio, yeah, there's bio. I mean, bio. You you absolutely know the minute a player comes in in the January transfer window that he's an absolute duffer. I mean, and that's so. I hope in our bright, new, shiny, um, restructured Celtic football f- footballing operations that um, we stop making signings like that. And as you say, Lawrence, spread your spread your scouting um, network to places like Japan and South America, where you're getting ready-made players for the sort of money that you're spunking on crap quite frankly from the the lower leagues in england and from the the well-trodden path of, of europe northern european leagues that's my rant over no no i, I agree with you. I, think, I think the good thing is that the last director of football's retired and we might actually trust our scouts now uh the um yeah, uh, yeah well portal is it is it is it retired to to re re pave his driveway <laughs> possibly the uh, um, so we, you know we might actually have people who know what a footballer is deciding on who should be footballers in the team. The um, fingers crossed. The, yeah, again, I know Harry's going on about this a lot. Oh, there's so many untapped markets. I, we actually have a dedicated guy, and uh, I think everybody knows this in South America, who is brilliant, knows a footballer. Uh, but Porto, the likes of Porto and Benfica and PSV have built a very, very successful uh, Trade, uh, player trading football operations essentially based out of out of signing players in South America. Uh, I don't know why we can't, especially with Brexit. I think the, I think that whole thing is broken. You, you know the whole, the, you know it's it's not a problem for us signing players and bringing players in from these places. Japan is another clearly a place that we we should be looking at. The Baltics uh, again. I think assigning a a right back, a Croatian international right back is probably a good shout. Um, so let's spread our wings. Let's not be buying. And I mean, Liam Shaw. I mean, he might turn out to be a great player, but I seriously doubt it. You know, uh, why be signing? You know, guys from the second tier of English football. Apart from anything else, they're probably more expensive. Their expectations because of coming out of English football, their expectations are unrealistic given their talents. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's have a more um, far-reaching and more inventive uh, scouting uh, player signing. Uh, set up, and I think uh, a guy like Don McKay is uh, is enthusiastic. Is not in the slightest bit jaded. Clearly, uh, he's a guy that might uh, go for it. So I'm looking forward to that over the over the next couple of years. I think Ange will help with that. I don't think Ange, as you said, Rem, 
I think Ange is not a guy that minces his words. Why you, why you want to sign that numpty? Why don't you sign this numpty? So we're looking forward to his in, in, input on that. Agree? I hope he knows the word numpty. Aye, I hope I he does. <laughs> Can you do an impression? Once? Uh, no, of oh, Ange, no, no. See, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> two 2 0 uh, last night. Uh, anything else in the game, uh, Rem, that you'd like, like to point out? Well, I think I think, uh, I think there was a moment near the end of the game um, which I wish Arthur Montford had been alive for. The, oh, oh, the, <laughs> the three off the line in a minute. And, and at the game, I was, I was wondering. I, I just sort of said to my mate, oh, I wish we had goal line technology because I'm sure one of them was over the line. Yeah. Um, but having seen it, they, re- they weren't. I mean, the, the save the save from Edwards' diving header was world class. That was a phenomenal save because he was on his arse and he got up and he saved it. Um, and Montgomery was unlucky because he just put it straight at the guy on the line. But you know, for the chances they missed, and they missed a couple of beauties, That they, they were the best chances of the game. Um, and that, and that was the the one the one real positive in that for me though was Edward Edward throwing himself. Thanks, Packy. Yeah, I know I did send Packy one of the Edward odds on Edward, but um, he he uh, he threw himself at a diving header, which uh, he hasn't you know yeah. he hasn't been doing that of late. He definitely looked he's looked far more up for it the last couple of games. The Hearts game, I mean, he, he played well and he was, he, he played, uh, I thought he played well when he came on last night. So I thought that was a good point. And I don't know, if, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some people who listen to this podcast who know what YouTube and that is, but there's a, there's this YouTuber guy uh, who does, he goes round football grounds uh, and he's been spending a week in Scotland, a couple of weeks in Scotland. So he was at Ibrox for the Malmo game couple of weeks ago, which I, I heartily recommend you watch that because it's hilarious. But he was uh, he was at he was at the game last night. It was his first uh, time at a Celtic game. So on his bucket list, he he wanted it to be a European game. He's up the back of section four oh five, and he films his reaction to the Stramash. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so I can't remember the guy's name. Apologies, but if you search for it, you'll find it. It's about a fifteen minute uh, YouTube. Uh, on his, his day out at Celtic Park. Right, well, uh, a couple of things, Remy. Do you know how much stuff is on YouTube? <laughs> what do you mean, search for? I'll find it. I, I could find it. Right, the uh, the other thing is, it's funny you're talking about, we are so kind of old school talking about a Stramash. Uh, I was looking at our brainy pal, Duco James. Apparently that Stramash did wonders for our XG. So uh, there is that. The, uh, how did it our XG if we missed it. That's what I don't get. Oh, no. Potential goal-scoring opportunities, uh, Rem, not the actual conversion. Uh, anyway, the uh, so, great game. Uh, very exciting. What was the atmosphere on the ground like, Rem? Was it uh, old school? It's been a, well, not quite old, full old school, yeah. if you go back to schools we were at, but yeah. it was, uh, it was, the atmosphere, it was, it was, see, all the games have been tremendous. Because I think everybody is so happy just to be back, yeah. Um, and we're getting to watch uh, an exciting team again. You know, I know we get all cliche and the bollocks about playing the Celtic way and all that sort of stuff, but but we are. I mean, we're we're full on. I was going to say for ninety minutes, but we're obviously we're full on <laughs> for seventy minutes, but. Seventy-five, uh, what, a push. The, the problem is he's not got the subs to bring on, so there's a massive dip in quality once once the yeah. the first eleven off, and it's it's even more noticeable in league games, you know, because you've only got three subs, whereas in Europe you can get five, so you can get all the knackered players off. Um, the league games you can't, so it, you, you know. You actually, it gets, Sorry, I was going Sorry. to say, Remy, you saw that last night, that drop-off in quality, and it's no no harm to Adam Montgomery, who is just a, a kid, but. Him coming on, um, you know that that late on when they made those changes, they actually we we did end up seeing the game out reasonably comfortably. But that drop off in quality, you got a kid coming on, and you're going, he's got to come on and try and hold the ball up and do something. It's t- it's tough. The quality is not there on the bench. Well, but, hang on, I'm just looking here. McCarthy and Edward uh, Edward came on last yeah. night, so that's two. Yeah, but Edward come on. Edward come on about. 
he came on before Forrest scored, didn't he? Yeah. He came on quite sharp because got fifty five minutes or something like that because Abada was he was he was done, you know, and he he hadn't really done anything in the second half. So and, and yeah, we know what you're getting when Edward comes on. Even a, a half interested Eddie as he's been for most of the year last year um, is, is still something. But I, like Remy, I, I thought saw a difference in, in Edward's attitude on Sunday, and uh, when he came on last night, he really he, he did look up for it. And he looked he looked interested. He looked happy. He looked like he wanted to be there, and he certainly celebrated um, for his goal. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, the, uh, I think the, the other point, Ree McCarthy, he's no fit yet. He's he's miles no. off. It. Um, yeah. So he, he's only going to get twenty minutes. I mean, to me, he needs to start on Saturday, and we need to get an hour in his legs to see where he uh-huh. is because he's not he's no fit yet. He's no match fit. And sorry, no. uh, so I've just the guy who did the YouTube video, which is called. It's a really nice title. Um, Celtic smash AZ Alkmaar. Okay. With a few exclamation marks. It's at the underscore Sam underscore North. Okay. Uh, and it's well worth watching. The uh, I, I, Speaking of Eddie, I expect he'll be gone uh, by the end of the transfer window. I think that's probably best for us and be, best for him. Um, although it seems to be well, good. If, if nobody wants him. What if nobody wants him? Well, there is that, actually. There is you know, it's all gone a bit quiet on that front, hasn't it? And it's not exactly he's, you know, he's not. I mean, he's played well. Uh, certainly, he's 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 played a better than he did last year and a few, a few times that we've seen him this year, but perhaps not enough to earn his move to what a sign he would be for a club like Brighton. So, you know, that's you know, for considering what these teams down there are paying for players. Uh, what a signing and established. And he goes in the last day of the window. Um, we are yeah. caught short again. I mean, my, my view is, right now, the way he's playing, um, and I've kind of changed my, my view on this, I'd keep him. If he was, if, if our striker, if our strike force was him, Kyogo, and our new Greek superstar. Uh, that would be Georgios yeah. Giacu... Hang on a minute. <laughs> Giacomakis. Right, well, right. no. So if he was our three strikers, instead of... Edward, Ayeti and Griffiths, um, I think that's an upgrade. And if we win the league, we are almost certainly straight into the Champions League. So you get the money for that rather than the Edward transfer because you're not going to get full value in Edward anyway. No. Um, I mean, the way it's going, you maybe get £12 million and we need to give some of, some of the £3 million profit to PSG. So Well, the only, yeah. th- the only thing is he might... You'd you'd have to persuade him to sign a new deal, maybe a Stuart Armstrong type yeah. deal. Um, I'd, I'd want right now. I would prefer that Edward and Christie, who's another one who's really turned it around so far this season. I'd prefer they sign new contracts, mm-hmm. and we'd say, well, and if you get a, if you play well, we'll let you go next year. Well, that mm-hmm. I think Stay that was safe. that was the agreement that they came to with with Armstrong, and that worked out well for everybody, really, uh, especially for him. He said he just signed a new deal at Southampton. Uh, he's probably on. They, Sorry, go on, Francis. Yeah, I was going to say the the Christie uh, the Christie situation's odd. When when was the last player we had? Uh, Derek Riordan probably that had a, a a contract that ran out mid-season. It's very that's a strange one, um, and you wonder the difference between this season's Christie and last season's Christie is night and day. Um, I hope he's not just doing it to you know, you know, cliche put himself in the short window. But I don't think I haven't heard of much interest in him, um, maybe teams are thinking, and maybe his agent is saying, just wait and you'll get him for free in, in January, but it would be good if both um, Christy and uh, Eddie signed one year deals one year extensions, that's it, just protect them, protect the club and then, yeah, free for all next well, uh, next summer I mean, the Christy ones, I mean his contract's up in January by all accounts, you sign him on yeah. an 18 month yeah. deal, get him to the next summer you've got a year left in his contract, you'll Get decent wedge for him next summer. Plus, you have him for 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 this season. Uh, mm-hmm. He's an absolute tailor made for uh, Angie's system. Oh, absolutely, is. I mean, he's he, he's yeah. a ninety minute player in, oh, the, yeah. in the system, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why I'd like to keep him because we don't have to do the work with him that we need to do with Turnbull. So you know, 
I can accept that Rodjick has always been a 60-70 minute player. He's always had stamina issues. Turnbull's 22, I think. He should not have stamina yeah. issues. Yeah. Well, so that... we need to get him. He was out yeah, for was a year. I mean, that's... But, but as you pointed really out, mean. Francis, you're changing two of your midfield three at the one point because the two of them are blown yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't keep doing that. You cannot keep doing that. So Turnbull needs to get fit for 90 minutes, whereas Christie already... Well, obviously, he's no playing to do because he's no fit, but he's, he's, he's no fit because he's injured. And hopefully he'll be back on Saturday because he's one of the first guys I'd be playing away to AZ Altma. Absolutely. Right. We better wrap this up. Uh, game against St Mirren on Sunday. Uh, Francis, quickly pick a team, and then we'll get. Uh, <laughs> then you and I'll give our scoop. Then Remy will tell us what the actual score is going to be. We'll pick pick uh, as a team. We can game, fight about it. Well, the game's on Saturday, so. Oh, it's Saturday, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so. You see, same old shite one. Right, same old shite. Right, so <laughs> I would I would have the obviously the same back five as last night because I don't think there are other options um, uh, midfield yes, uh, Rogic I don't think will play so like Remy I think McCarthy needs some uh, some time on the pitch so start with McCarthy um, McCarthy, McGregor Turnbull um, Abada if he's fit Forrest and Kyogo that's 11 isn't it? Yeah it's 11 uh, yep. um, and, what... and yeah I wonder if, if... Sorry, go on, Francis. I was just going to say, and uh, yeah, 3-0. Three, well, three I, I, I wonder if McCarthy's an Ange-type player. You know, that kind of... Not in t- extremely mobile, sit a holding midfielder. Well, uh, he, he's had the final say in every signing, so if he didn't want him, he could have said no. Uh, I think McCarthy... I actually think McCarthy would be a good player for us when he's fit. Yeah. Um like Francis, I'd start him. Um, but I would also start Edward on Saturday. Over? So, uh, I, think, I, would, oh. I would have uh, Kyogo on the bench. And I would also play Christie instead of Abada, if he's fit, and get him a game as well. What, what, and, and play that same three, uh, Roger McGregor, Turnbull? No, let's play McCarthy. So oh, right, I so. would rest, I'd rest Roger. Um same back, I agree with Francis, same back five. I mean, I think we probably might have two new signings tomorrow, but, you know, if they're playing you're today... Not, they're, you're not throwing them in, are you? They're going to be fighting between themselves to do the Paradise One fall draw. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe they can sneak one of them onto the bench. I don't know. but I, I, And I think we'll win 11-1. 11-1, right. <laughs> That's good enough for me. Right. Good to have you on. Remy, we're back. We'll need to find... Uh, Jesus. Oh, what's his name? What's Tony Hawk. Tony, what was it? The, the motivational speaker? That's right. No, uh, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Sorry, yeah. Tony Hawk's a skateboard. skateboard uh, that's right. I, I was thinking I was talking to Stuart Braithwaite there. I hate uh, Tony Robbins. We're back, Remy. We're back. <laughs> right, Francis. Good to talk to you, pal. You'll hopefully, uh, now that we're back, we'll hopefully have you on regular. We'll need to find some regulars, I guess. Uh, we need to find some fresh talent, Remy. Well, our scout, our scout network's like, uh, it's like, who was the boy? Who was uh, Brendan Rodgers? He's fucking useless director oh. of football. What was his name? Oh, him. Aye. Aye. We're like, uh, I think we've all we've all we've all erased him from our minds. Drawn a veil over him. He's away to Leicester. Anyway. I can't mind his name. It's gone. Is I've deliberately drawn a veil. But I think I think the thing, Lawrence, is we'll probably need to build a new listenership because. We probably I, lost half of the COVID. Aye, oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, the start the fight. The comeback starts here, right? Uh, right, but we need. We definitely need a new scouting network. We need. We've got to find some talent out there. I say, Barca Jim. He's meant to come on a few times, but he's just. He's always oh, on. The, he's always eating. Out eating curries and doing stand-up gigs. Aye, I, I <laughs> said. Podcast with mate Barry Glendenning. We're no big time enough for him. Aye, right. Anyway, right. Okay, right. Good to talk to you, Francis. Talk to you soon, pal. All right. All right. Take care, guys. See you, Francis. Bye. Good to speak bye. again, pal. See right. Ya. All the best, Rem. See you, Lawrence. Bye, bye.